Okay, let's see what Jeremy's doing visually. There are three of us, and we're on a journey to find the festive spirit of Christmas. And we're bringing gifts. Could you film putting it on? Welcome to the Christmas special of Folk on Foot. And we're starting in the village of Edale in the Peak District. And we're just walking up the path to the village church where we're hoping to meet Bella Hardy. And I'm getting my gift ready. Bella! Hello, Father Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> How lovely to see you. You. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we brought you a gift. It's folk on foot plum chutney, plum chutney. made by our producer Natalie Steed from that. the plums she grew in her own allotment. What a multi-talented woman she is. <laughs> She's brilliant. Nothing and is better than chutney, we say in our family. And we have a folk on foot badge for you as well. Look at that. Which That's you can wear on your beautiful fake fur coat. Fake fur coat, absolutely. <laughs> my Christmas coat, I will. I shall adorn myself spectacularly. Now, what is going on here in the village? Let me just put my tissue paper away. What is going on here in the village for Christmas? What sort of plans are being made today? All sorts is going on. But today especially is the primary school Christmas fair which is one of my most exciting Christmas events, I find. Uh, it's the primary school I went to. We shall have a grotto with Father Christmas. I don't know what you're doing this afternoon, because you look <laughs> well hat. prepared. I've got Absolutely. my Santa hat on, so um, I could be, I could you be there. You could be there. We have the grotto, which I am in charge of guarding. I am the Christmas elf this afternoon. Uh, we'll have hot cider. We'll be selling Christmas trees. I've been busy crocheting snowflakes for the last couple of weeks. Um, That's beyond the call of duty. Uh, no, absolutely not. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's the 200 year anniversary of our primary school this year. So this is a kind of special year for the school. There's been lots of other things going on as well. And what about carols? What, what's mm -hmm. going to be happening with carols here over the next few days and weeks? Uh -huh. Well, over the next few weeks, the traditional carols of Derbyshire and South Yorkshire shall be sung in many, 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 many places, far too many for any one person to get to, though I'm sure somebody out there manages them all. Well, we're going to uh, rush between various uh, venues oh today. Oh, good, oh, good. We have a, a sing in Edale, which is a fairly new one. We just started it uh, last year in the Methodist Chapel. We'll be singing local carols, and the carols expert, Ian Russell, will be coming to sing those with us and teach us about those. And my neighbour, Belinda, um, who grew up in Edale, she remembers the carols being sung in the Methodist Chapel when she was a child. She's uh, in her 80s now. So that's a lovely link up to the past and it had been lost and we're bringing it back to Edale. My local carols growing up was over in Castleton so I'll be over for the Castleton singing uh, that's usually the last Sunday before Christmas in one of the pubs over there. And it's quite an atmosphere when you get into one of those pubs isn't they it? They are stacked full of humans and everybody sings at the top of their voices. Everybody goes every year so everybody knows the songs and they're 
hugely unique songs and melodies and parts they're absolutely mad some of them the time signature changes three times the key signature changes the the themes are wonderfully uh visceral but their home is very much in the pubs would you sing as a carol of course what carol would you care to sing for us i shall maybe do peace o'er the world because that's my favorite we call it the eyeball song the eyeball song the eyeball song why uh the lyric in the third verse is he from thick films shall purge the visual ray and on the sightless eyeball pour the day. Wow. It's the eyeball song. <laughs> It'd be a great acoustic here in the it's church. It's going to be marvellous, yeah. Okay. Peace o'er the world Her olive branch extends And white-robed innocence From heaven deep Swift fly the years and rise the expected morn. Oh, spring to light, oh, spring to light, the auspicious babe be born. Swift fly the years and rise the expected morn. Oh, spring to light. The auspicious babe be born. Hark, a glad voice, the lonely desert cheers. Prepare the way, a god, a god appears. A god, a god, the vocal hills reply. The rocks proclaim, the rocks proclaim the approaching deity. A god, a god, the vocal hills reply. The rocks proclaim the approaching deity. A saviour comes. By ancient seers foretold, hear him, ye deaf and all you blind, behold. He from thick films shall purge the visual ray, and on the sightless eyeball pour the day. He from thick And rise the expected morn, O oh, spring to light, O oh, spring to light, the auspicious babe be born. Swift fly the years, and rise the expected morn, O oh, spring to light. The auspicious babe be born. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job, isn't it?
Yeah, it's a, it is extraordinary. And the eyeballs there in the, the eyeballs song. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll hear that sometime in the next uh, few days, sung by a pub full of people, all in different harmonies, and it really paces along when everyone's singing it together, and all the voices are at different times. It's fantastic. I love it. And how are they passed on from one generation to the next? Mm -hmm. How do people find out about them? Well, historically, it would have been part of the oral tradition, just hearing and learning from other people in your community, the elders, passing on to the youngers. But also there's been some amazing work since the 1970s uh, where the carols have been recorded. And you can go onto your streaming services, and actually there is a few CDs up there of source recordings of these carols being sung in different places that have been uh, recorded, so we can learn from those recordings. And now we have workshops that happen, um, we have sings in the pubs all the time, they are notated as well, we have books of the carols, and certainly Professor Ian Russell, who is a great lover of the carols, has done a huge amount to keep these carols going, as well as local community enthusiasts. There's a great man called Brian Woodall, who is from Tideswell, who really was very instrumental at, I think, continuing the castles and carols and lots of the local carols in Derbyshire. So we have to be grateful here in this area to Brian and to Ian. Well, we're going to go and meet Ian in Hathersage, where he's running a workshop this afternoon. So we're going to hear, hear him at work and talk to him about the tradition. I just wanted to ask you before we go, what is Christmas Day going to be like for you? What are you going to do on Christmas Day? All sorts, but it's the run-up to Christmas Day I love the most. In here, we'll be having our carols by candlelight on the 23rd. We always do. Um, we'll be singing lots of, lots of beautiful carols and hymns with the village all in. And we have an open mic always as well on the 23rd. On the 24th, we go door-to-door -door on the back of a trailer tugged by a tractor. Uh, and on Christmas Day, my family will all be around my sisters and we have a very traditional Christmas, really. Uh, we tend to go for uh, beef <laughs> and vegetarian options, to be honest. We're not really a big turkey family. Um, so yeah, we'll be having the big Christmas dinner, a big walk, um, calling at the church for the service in the morning and absolutely slothing out. <laughs> come back to Edale Station and we were about to get on the train to Sheffield where we're going to meet up with Nancy Kerr and the Melrose Quartet who've got a Christmas album out so they're bound to have a carol for us.
Well, now we've come to a slightly more urban landscape, a row of terraced houses in Sheffield. And I believe if we go in through the gate, we might find Nancy Kerr and the Melrose Quartet inside. So let's, let's have a look. A wave through the window. Hello. Ho, hello. Ho, 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 ho. ho, ho. I'm ho, Matthew ho, Bannister. I'm James Fagan. James, nice to meet lovely you, to Matthew. meet you. Loving the podcast. Happy Christmas. Fantastic. Yes. We are so glad to see you. Come in. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Come in. Go through. I know I'm in the right place because there's two accordions on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 Jess. Hi, Jess. Richard. Hello, Richard. Hi, Matthew. And this is Hi. Natalie. Hi. Great to see you again. Now, we come bearing a little <laughs> gift for you, Nancy. <gasps> wow. This is very precious limited okay. edition. Folk on foot plum chutney. Bravo. Made by Natalie from You're plums just... grown on her allotment. Yes. So That's renaissance. Your I love it. Thank so you so much. That is award-winning That's award-winning journey. And then everybody else gets oh, a folk-on-foot well. badge. Gorgeous. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you. I've got one for you, James. Thank you. And one for you, Nancy. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely. Lovely. Well, we Happy Christmas. Much. We've got the point set here. Point set. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, you're so welcome. You're um, very welcome. Do you want to get straight to it, or would you like a brew? Uh, or both. We've just had some tea, so okay. we're very happy to, to crack on, aren't we, Natalie? Yeah? Mm. While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, the angel, the angel Lord, Lord came down, came and bound, and glory shone around, and glory shone around, and glory shone around, and glory Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Um, I recognised the words, but I didn't recognise the tune. What's the history of that? 
So um, that is a tune called Liverpool, and it's one of the many, many tunes that that particular set of words, Wild Shepherds Watched, is sung to in the area surrounding Sheffield, so sort of South Yorkshire and, and North Derbyshire. There's this whole tradition of singing in carols in pubs rather than in church, and a lot of the tunes that are used are different than the tunes that everybody else is familiar with. And, yeah, they really like Wild Shepherds Watch, so they sing it in many different settings. Yeah, I've heard that you could do a whole night just singing Wild Shepherds. Is that right? I reckon. I reckon it's, been, it's been done. <laughs> Surely you get to find out who's done it, though, a couple of times down the line. You or know, maybe it wears off. People stop counting after a while. <laughs> Especially in the pubs, yeah, yeah. Well, it also occurs to me that these are, it's mostly this sort of vernacular tradition is kind of rural, isn't it? Like we call it Sheffield Carols by shorthand, but actually you're talking mostly about the villages outside Sheffield, aren't you, and into Derbyshire. So it is a rural tradition, and that's a very rural kind of identification, isn't it? It's all about shepherds and it's sung by shepherds quite a lot of the time, so quite love that. I know you've recorded a Christmas album, so what sort of music have you put on that? It's a real mixture, actually, Matthew. And um, there's four four of the Sheffield carols, but there's also some contemporary uh, songs um, that are not carols per se, but are definitely seasonal. For example, we're singing a Rob Johnson song called Boxing Day, which we learned from Roy Bailey, fittingly. Uh, Roy being a, a famous Sheffield folk singer who sadly passed away about a year ago, and we wanted to recognise his contribution to the world of music. But uh, Rob's song is still very topical. That song's called Boxing Day. We've got another song. Uh, in fact, the show that we're touring is called Bright New Year, after a Sheffield writer called Alec Thompson's song, Bright New Year. And uh, so that's uh, another contemporary Sheffield song. Another great, a true Yorkshireman, a Sheffield man, <laughs> Pete Smith. Um, he's not from anywhere else, he's from Sheffield. <laughs> and um, he has written a song which we love, which Richard Leeds called um, um, Sheffield Wassail. Yeah which, again, very seasonal, but um, very much from a, uh, it's a... It's a class perspective, and it's a really good song. So we're not talking about just straight carols by any means. A mixture of contemporary songs. Nancy has contributed a song as well, um, which uh, is, is a sort of a winter song. Uh, so what... And there are a few Rudolphs towards the end, but we won't go into too much detail about it because they sort of are a bit of a punchline to the names... <laughs> the, the album titles of the Rudolph variations, and people will have to... Uh, work out why when they, they hear the record. And Richard, what's the atmosphere like at these Christmas gigs that you've been doing? Uh, we never know quite what to expect. <laughs> quite wild. Um, we, have, we have competitions um, to see who comes in the worst Christmas jumper. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's usually sometimes, it's usually a folkie just turning up in their normal jumper. <laughs> <laughs> about it yeah we've got to tell them I didn't know there was a competition going on and last year there was another competition which was that Richard and I had to try and throw Brussels sprouts through Nancy's halo like a basketball hoop we've got knitted Brussels sprouts this year much better last year they were plastic and they were really hard and this is more environmental as well and avoids food waste who crochets the Brussels sprouts oh we have Gifted a dear friend fans. who's getting a she's getting a, <laughs> she's getting a guest ticket just for her Brussels sprout Beautiful. services. Gorgeous. Are you big festive people, um, James and Nancy, for example, in your house? What what happens at Christmas? 
Well, I mean, we've spent quite a lot of our lives in Australia, so we have that classic sort of Australian take on Christmas, I suppose, which is well, that you it's... Well, you put your swimming costume but, on. Yeah, it's basically very <laughs> hot. I'd still, I'd still try and like the barbecue, traditionally, <laughs> yeah, and do yeah. like sort of... Everyone says shrimp on the barbecue. I don't know why, because we don't say shrimp in Australia. No, it's, it's prawns. Yeah. So I, I'd try and stand out there, rain, hail or shine, and cook some seafood just to feel like I'm doing my thing. Nancy's tradition is to complain bitterly about Christmas until the day <laughs> and then get into it, like, fully. Yeah. Was that a fair comment? Uh, yeah, I hate it until that morning and then it's all like just like a wave of Baileys and then it's fine and actually I have to say that one of the things that has made me fall back in love with it or in love with it or even tolerate Christmas at all is it is the music and I do love how people here invest in these gorgeous songs you know the, especially the the carols because um people complain about Christmas starting too early but I mean in the villages and in the pubs they've been singing carols now already for quite a few weeks haven't they it's, it kicks off quite early it kicks off so, traditionally on the first Sunday after remembrance that's day. right so you so do it's like a six month a six yeah. week uh, run at it so you do have this um i don't know it's just that thing of you've you've got to find your way haven't you and i've never really loved the tinsel but i do really love those tunes what just one quick comment about the sheffield carols for an australian from an australian perspective when i first met nancy um we we went with the waterson family um who i heard on your excellent podcast yeah, recently yeah. um and uh, went with with norma and eliza and martin and they took us to dungworth it was our to, first date and it was nancy and i's first date Christmas and we went carols. to yeah. To Dungworth, we could we went we were ten minutes late, so we couldn't get in. It really is yeah, like that. It was so crowded. So we so we're going to Dungworth tomorrow. Right. Get, there early. get there early. Get there early. Right, okay. We stood in the Nancy and I stood in the corridor, and I I'd been in England for about three weeks, I guess, at that point. And this wall of sound yeah. hit me, which I've never forgotten. And you know, fast forward twenty four years, and we're singing those same songs. It's a strange uh, turn of fate, yeah. but that's how it's worked it. out. Yeah. And, and now I feel at home. Romantic first date, then, or I think, well, it's niche, isn't it? But it works. <laughs> I seem to remember later. we went, we, we we stayed for about half an hour. We couldn't <clears> couldn't <throat> get into the room, so we went to like a, a burger joint. Or something. <laughs> Don't spoil that. Don't spoil the but romance. I've, but no, well, I've grown to love it yeah, since we then. Have. Yeah, and it, it was and snowing. It. Remember, it was ninety five, which was a very very big cold winter it was a big freeze it wasn't was it so one. it was lucky we even even got up <laughs> so yeah it was beautiful it, was it just occurred to me i wondered if you might having talked about so many of the songs from the album do you want to do a song from the album mm, certainly yeah, i think it would be really wonderful if you would would sing one let's for do us. one yeah, yeah. Do we want to so, do one with instruments then? Yeah. There's a bit of contrast. Why do you bright new year? You mentioned it. Would that be all right, Jess? No, absolutely. And then I don't have to get my fiddle out. Have you got the right accordion? Stop. 
wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> same to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So now we've come to the village of Hathersage, famous, amongst other things, for the fact that little John of Robin Hood fame is buried here, allegedly. And we're going to go to the village hall, which has some beautiful twinkling Christmas tree lights outside it, to meet Professor Ian Russell, who is one of the top experts on the history of the so-called Sheffield Carols. And he's been conducting a workshop here, and hopefully we'll be able to hear the fruits of that workshop in song. Good that you've made it. Good that you've made it. Excellent. Are you going to record straight away? I'm, I'm recording now. Very good. All right. And just say who you are. Exactly. I know you're. I'm Matthew Fo Bannister, and we are Folk on Foot podcast. It's okay. An independent podcast of folk music. joining us here to do a little bit of recording and filming. Does anybody object to that happening? So if you do, would you please put a brown bag over your head? Let me write the name on the brown paper. Okay, we're going to sing a carol from Eam, from the village of Eam, which is sometimes known as the plague village, but I'll have you know they've all recovered. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's a lovely setting of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which we call, they call, Curly Hark. And it's absolutely brilliant. For a lot of us, it's a favourite, an absolute winner, isn't it? Who likes Curly Hark? OK. Try not to forget which part you start on and which part you finish on. OK, and don't rush. I'm not usually this dogmatic, by the way. <laughs> you see, they all agree. <laughs> okay, ready, ready, instruments. Well, Ian, magnificent sound. How long have you been working on that sound today? 
Um, well, we started at 10 and I really didn't have to work on it at all because it was all there. It's in, in the heart and soul of everyone there. I tell them that the carols, I've given you bits of paper uh, and we're listening to the carolers from the different villages because I brought along examples and we listen to the Eam carolers or the Castleton carolers or the Hathersage, we listen to them and... And then we sang them, and I said, it's not the notes on the page, they don't matter at all. It's not what you heard, it's what's here in the heart and the head, and that is the carol. It's not something you read off a page. You mentioned the different villages. Are the carols different in different villages, even though the villages are very close together? Yes, extraordinary. Um, Eam and Fulo are less than two miles apart, and they uh, they have about one or two carols in common. And... Uh, Fulo has a repertoire that can match any village anywhere. Dongworth, Worrell, I think, I don't know, but it's about 30 carols. It's absolutely extraordinary. Eam have a, a super repertoire as well, but, but they're only at about 14, 15 carols. Where does it all start? Where does the tradition go back to? I could be really boring and talk about this for an hour, so I won't. But there is a, a lecture called the Botkin Lecture from the Library of Congress, which I did a few years ago, which anyone can search for and find. And it's called The Hidden Carols. And there you can hear the long story. So here's a short story. We're talking now about the late 1600s, early 1700s, when singing in parish churches was a bit pitiful. And so they, they were encouraged to sing with a bit more life and the minister or the singer would line out a particular uh, psalm so he would line out the tune and help everybody especially those people who couldn't read and uh, yeah this was the way of the world for a while I mean things like sing all people that are not to dwell you see the sort of things they were doing and then from about 1730 people started writing their own music and they were not the elite from Oxford, Cambridge, London. They were not those people. They were hatters. They were tailors. They were cobblers. They were blacksmiths. They were ordinary people with, I should say, some of them had absolutely wonderful talents. We, we heard there that carol, Curly Heart. We don't even know who wrote the tune. It's extraordinary tune. Some of them we know who wrote the words, whether it's Charles Wesley or whether it's Isaac Watts or whether it's Richard Furness. But others, we don't know who we wrote the word. The words appeared on penny sheets, broadsides, passed around from by Chapman, sold for a penny. And there might be three or four carols on a broadside. And uh, yeah, they were, they were just a movement from the bottom up. It was a grassroots movement. It was not top down and the top didn't like it. They objected, did they? They did object. What did they do? What did they do? They expunged it. They, they threw it out of the church? Absolutely. Oh, yes. And oh, I'm, yes. I'm guessing that this is when it went into the pub. Well, it probably went in the pub a bit later, the end of the 19th century, the turn of the century. Um, I'm struggling to find references earlier than that. But it was certainly in a number of pubs by about 1900. And we have one more carol for our afternoon. We'd be hard at it. 
Um, I'm not sure. I think we've sung all the carols and two more besides, at least. And we're going to finish with How Smiling Morn. Um, we're remembering a wonderful friend who helped us organise the day, but really sadly, really a huge shock to those of us who knew him. He died three weeks ago, so... Um, yeah, we really are sort of stunned by it. But this is, was one of Sean, Sean Jennings's favourite carols. And um, why did they throw it out? They threw it out in the same movement that threw out triple-decker pulpits. Now, goodness me, anybody who's seen or got a triple-decker pulpit, you hang on to it, mate. It's pretty special. OK, so Hail Smiling Morn. We're not going to dwell on it, but do note it is the Derbyshire version, not the Sheffield version. So if we, uh, if we read the word... It, it, it was a matter of hierarchy. It was a matter of who was in charge. So these people were called Tractarians. They became known as the Oxford Movement. They didn't want these carols at all, and they were outlawed. Anything that had more than one note per syllable, they didn't like. So anything that went, uh, uh, you know, had lots of notes, melisma it's called, they, they didn't want it. Anything that had fuguing, like we heard in Curly Heart, where one part came in and the other came in, imitation, oh no, they didn't want to know that. And we don't slow down first time, okay? We go hail, 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 hail. Hail, we hardly slow down. And then the second time, we do slow down, all right? Uh, comes from Reginald Spofforth of Southall. Reginald was a great friend of uh, a singer called Singer Slack. Singer Slack, there's a picture of him in this wonderful book. Um, <laughs> it's good to see you agree with me. Okay, so how smiling more. One, two. Are the carols just from this part of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire, or do they happen in other parts of the UK? They do happen in other parts of the UK. There are villages dotted around, especially in the West Country. Um, there are several villages in Somerset, but particularly Odcombe. There are several villages in Cornwall, particularly Padstow, but... Uh, not just Padstow, uh, maybe as many as 30, 40 different communities in Cornwall singing carols and loving every minute of it. And some of the carols that they're singing are the same or the same words or the same tune as we have up here, but different because they've been carried by oral tradition. 
Why is it that the carols have thrived and survived to this very day? Because people love them. Ordinary people love them. They recognise that these carols were the carols that their fathers and mothers loved. They recognised that these carols were rooted. They recognised that these carols were from their place. We're going tomorrow to Dunworth. Can you give us any advice about how to join the session there and how not to disrupt it or, or get thrown out on our ear? They are amazingly understanding at Dunworth and uh, they are very generous. It is arguably the most popular of all the sessions. So it'll be very busy, will it? It'll be very, very busy. I have this lovely image of somebody getting in the front door. I say getting in the front door because that is literally, you know, if they're lucky. And somebody flying out the back door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're there, it's like being in the middle of an ocarina, if you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fantastic. And yeah. should we join in, if, even if we don't oh, quite know? Should I, we try to join in? I think people will, if people see you joining in, they will realise that you are respecting the carols and wanting to be part of the tradition. And once upon a time, when I first went to Dunworth, there might be somebody from two miles away, one mile away, five miles away, maybe 10 miles, one or two from maybe 15, 20. Now there can be people in the Royal at Dunworth who traveled across the world to sing. And what do you do on Christmas day? Eat, drink, and then go to Fulo for seven o'clock and sing round the village where we're invited into people's homes and where with a group, maybe 10 or 12 of us, we have one of the most magical and extraordinary sings. The only thing we've got to be careful is avoiding the large duck pond in the middle of the village. <laughs> well, have a wonderful Christmas and Thank you. a happy new year. Thank you. was a season of right goodwill For they kept his birthday holy then And we'll keep it holy still A song for the time when the sleep bells It's a bright, crisp, cold morning in the Loxley Valley, perfect for carol singing, and we've come to the home of John Bowden, bearing more gifts. Hello. Morning, John. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We've come with gifts. Um, oh, come. Yeah, give it just, uh, to push the gate. 
So very cosy in your sitting room here with the fire uh-huh, burning. Yes, it's yeah. rather seasonal in a way, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Um, yeah. So what what are you going to sing for us, John? Well, this is about Cottage, which um, was written by a resident of uh, Stores, which is which is this village. I forget the, the name of the, of the of the chap, but um, I think he lived in the chapel. He went to the chapel, and I think he lived over the road. Anyway, I can't remember. But very um, close by. To but yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very, very local uh, carol. This one. This is called Spout Cottage. Remember the time when our Saviour was born. No house for a home, but a stable for long. His birthplace no more than where oxen did lie Yet he for all people most surely did die So now he's ascended to heaven above And there to all nations revealed his sweet love Angels before him in rapture doth sing With hymns most delightful Make heaven to ring So now we will praise him for what he has done and trust in his mercy for what is to come. Be true to your king while the battle is o'er, and we'll sing hallelujah to God evermore. Be true to your king while the Sing hallelujah to God evermore. Thank you, that was wonderful. <laughs> so, so tell me, uh, John, what does the tradition mean to you? Well, I, um, I mean, I am a southerner, as you can tell, <laughs> so I suppose I still feel like a um. I feel like I'm being welcomed into this this uh, miraculous sort of tradition as as a, a bit of an outsider, but an incomer, but, an incomer, yeah, blow in, and I mean even stuff like just singing that song. There's that lovely line: "Be true to your king while the battle is over." And it took me a few years before I realised that "while" means until. You know, it's it's a uh, it's uh, in in Derbyshire, South Yorkshire speak. <coughs> exactly, yeah. Which because I, I was sort of, what does that mean? While the battle, anyway. So yes, yeah, so stuff like that. I, I still feel like I'm finding my way with, but I suppose what feels very comfortable and and normal to me, I suppose, is the fact of singing together with that sort of extreme volume, which I've been very lucky in that I've had. You know, in the places that I've lived, I've managed to find you know context for doing that mostly in pubs mostly with with folk singers mostly singing folk songs very loudly and somewhat drunkenly but that's you know that's really been a very big part of my life and so when I first 
came to the carols at the Royal, which was before I moved, before we moved to the, to uh, to the area. We this were, is the Royal in Dunworth. Yes, yeah. the Royal in Dunworth, which is the next village along. And we came when we we were living in Sheffield, uh, in Greystones at the time. So we sort of drove over, and it was just such a you know, exciting moments to walk into this kind of barrage of noise and of joyous singing. Yeah, I felt very at home immediately with that. We've been asking other people why it is that these carols have survived so powerfully in this particular neck of the woods. Do you have an explanation for it? Um, it's almost like... What what doesn't make sense to me is why they haven't survived elsewhere, or why the why the concept of singing together in this sort of way hasn't survived anywhere else, you know, because it's such a sort of primal thing. And when people come across it, it's like, wow, this is brilliant. Why do I mean, I was there on Wednesday, and um, and David, who lives two doors down, uh, who's a very regular carol singer, but he he, was, he just sort of leaned over and said, why don't we do this every week, you know? And uh, that's absolutely how I feel. What is Christmas like in the Bowden household? <laughs> uh, Bowden healed household, I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it is pretty traditional, I suppose. Um, it, I always have to put uh, the Maddie Pye and the Carnival Band on on Christmas morning. Uh, Carols and Capers, that's my sort of, you know, I, I have to have that on Christmas morning. They, they, it's quite often turned off when, I, when I'm out of the room. But, uh, <laughs> but we also, um, over the last, I think, four or five years, a wonderful thing has happened that, um, that the Loxley Silver Band have started going around on Christmas morning and they stop at various points around the Loxley Valley and play for sort of 10 minutes or something. And um, they've started appearing just up on the street up there. So, oh, so, so, yeah, so that's really magical, actually, at about 11am to have a brass band kicking off. And we quite often do a bit of singing, traipsing around the village, sort of singing in the lead up to to Christmas. Um, apparently there was a long-standing tradition that the men of stores would walk over to the Royal on Christmas Eve carol singing along the way so we've sort of tried to resurrect that although without the uh, sexism <laughs> elements so, yeah, the, 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 the people of stores um so we've we do do that quite regularly go over on christmas eve john it's been great to see you it's i feel we you. should get going because uh, I'm, yeah I'm, getting it's now the queue. 20 to 11 yeah and yeah. i gather that the queue for the carol starts quite soon yes so yes. do you think we need to be in it now i would get there as soon as possible and yes. do you have any advice for us as to how to behave when we get there um, I my big advice is buy two pints at once. <laughs> you can't get near <laughs> you the can't, bar. Can't get, it's very hard work getting to the bar. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. a great tip. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. So here we are outside the Royal Hotel at Dungworth and after all the warnings that we've been given I was expecting rather a large throng of people but it is about an hour to go till the carols start and we're at the head of the queue and we're going to stand by this Christmas tree with the flashing twinkly lights and hope that we can find a good spot for when the carols burst out at midday. We're recording a podcast called Folk on Foot, where oh, right. we uh, go oh, right. walking with folk musicians and 
Yeah. Uh, we've arrived to listen to the carols, obviously, and yeah. so have you. Yes. Yeah. Where have you walked from? Oh, uh, Walkley. 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 Oh, that's quite a way, isn't it? Uh, about three and a half, four miles. Right. Yeah. Mm. It was uh, we ten, 10 to eleven. We set off from the ten to ten from the 10 yeah. from the old um, the Loxley. Um, the lock, yeah, uh, Merlin Bridge from Merlin Bridge, ten to ten from Merlin Bridge. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful morning for it. Isn't Lovely, it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Not yeah. too muddy. Wonderful. So, are you regular attenders at the carols? <laughs> regular, but infrequently. Once, once, once a year. Once a year. Once a year. Once a year. But I do live in Northumberland, so. we, and I live in Newcastle. All <laughs> oh, right. In we fact, if you some proper locals here as well. If you read the book, it says in it. People come, this was written in about 1990 or something. People come from as far away as blah, 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 and Newcastle, yeah. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and have you got mulled wine in that flask? Yes. Yeah, oh, my goodness me, you're well prepared. And I'm in spy. Look. Oh, oh we this need is the sustenance after a walk. This is the kind of queue <laughs> I like to be in. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have this before we go in because once we're inside, you buy from the bar. Of course. Of course, you don't bring your own food and drink well, in there. My first one this year. First mince pie, yeah. I haven't until December. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, it's very early, but I usually come a week after. Right, so, how many years have you been coming? Must be about 12 or 13, I guess. Yeah. It is magical, you know, because people don't do that anymore. You get formal, formal choirs, but mass singing in pubs. Anyway, it didn't.
Well, if that doesn't put you in the festive spirit, I don't know what will. Our thanks to the singers at the Royal Hotel in Dunworth, the Memorial Hall in Hathersage, and to John Bowden, Bella Hardy and the Melrose Quartet. And if you're looking for a Christmas present for the folky in your life, why not get tickets for the weekend of music and conversation we're co-curating with the King's Place venue in London? Under the title Wild Singing, we've invited Eliza Carthy, Nancy Kerr and James Fagan and Martin Simpson to reflect on how the natural world has influenced their music. In the first half of each evening, I'll be talking to the artist and showing some of the films we've shot on our Folk on Foot walk, and in the second half, they'll play live. There'll also be performances during the day by the Rheingan sisters and Kitty McFarlane, and I'll be giving my Folk on Foot on film live show. Tickets are on sale right now for the Wild Singing Weekend via the King's Place website, and there's also a link on the events page of folkonfoot.com. It'll be a great weekend, and any self-respecting music lover would be delighted to get a ticket in their Christmas stocking. So get booking. Don't forget there are six other amazing episodes in season four of Folk on Foot, featuring Nancy Kerr along the Kennet and Avon Canal, John Jones and the Reluctant Ramblers walking to the Wickham Festival, Chris Drever on Orkney, Peggy Seeger in Ifley, Bella Hardy in Edale, and Rachel Newton at the Isle of Skye Small Halls Festival. If you'd like to make a donation to help us keep making more episodes of Folk on Foot, just go to the Support Us page at folkonfoot.com. We'd really appreciate your help. Above all, we hope you have a very happy Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. <laughs>